So it is, what, like, what month is it? It's still July. It's still <laughs> July. It's almost August. Yeah, we're, we're almost there. It's July 22nd as we record this Wednesday. Um, yeah, this month has been, it's been an interesting one. I, I don't even know. Um, this whole year is just, it's wow. Uh, it was so funny because John and I were watching something. We're watching, we were like looking around on Disney Plus and he went to pull up, like he went by George of the Jungle and he just like says things out loud as he's looking at them and he goes, George of the Jungle. And I go, oh, that's not up until April. And he looks at me and he goes, what month do you think it is? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I looked at him and I like, I had that like thought bubble in my, like you could just see me register. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know where we are anymore. <laughs> But it's it's funny because I love that movie. I watched it as a kid a lot. I own oh my movie. word. I know I'm I'm ridiculous. I own the no. Movie. I mean, like say like that was okay. a '90s staple, like yeah. top peak Brendan Fraser body, by the way. So I, I yes, I I absolutely <laughs> loved it. Um, to this day, like I really love guys with long hair, which is why John has grown his hair out multiple times and is growing his hair out right now. Um, but yeah, so like <clears throat> I own it, but I like, I've been wanting to watch it just on Disney plus cause it's like more convenient than getting it out of my old DVDs. And I looked before and I was like, Oh, it's, it's out in April. And that was probably like back in like November. Right. When we were just like living in a different time zone thing, timeline rather. Pre pandemic. Um, <laughs> and so life. in my mind, I just kept saying like, Oh yeah, in April, like it'll be on here. It'll be like, you know, I'll definitely watch it. And I don't even know why I just. But, you know, I can't even tell you, like, the things that happen in April off the top of my head. I don't know. I'm really – I will say this. I'm using my planner. I know that, like, a lot – there's a lot of memes about, like, oh, like, sucks to have bought a planner. I'm using my planner more than I thought I would because to keep track of what is going on. Because <laughs> I, I, not, I was, was in a meeting it. and we were talking about the future and I was like, I don't know where my planner is. And that's how my planner uses has been is that yeah. I don't know where it is. No, I, I have it in front of me and it's like, if you ask me like what happened two weeks ago, I'm just like, everything is such a blur. Like some days are so long and some days are so short. Like time is passing so strangely to me. So I have to reference it a lot. Um, and I just realized today I was like, oh my goodness, like this person's birthday is coming up. This is happening. This is that like all these things are happening. My anniversary is on Saturday. And like, that seems really fast. <laughs> and it's, you it's know too soon. Cause once you get into your anniversary, then ours is not that yeah. far. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's our anniversary bubbles. Like, and I know that because my friend's anniversary is before yours. And so mm-hmm. I should have known we were getting to this. At the same yeah. time. And it's so funny because last year, John and I celebrated our 10th and we were kind of of the mindset. We like, uh, we had, a long time ago, I was like, oh, on our 10th, I'm going to do a big vow renewal. And then it became, let's just do a trip, like a really nice big trip, just the two of us. And then as we got closer to it last year, I was like, you know what? Like we're a year out from being completely debt-free. Like we're so close. Let's just like stay the course. We'll just do a smaller anniversary celebration. Like we won't do anything over the top and just keep like working down on that debt. Because I was like, what we can do, like the timing will time up that we'll be out of debt by our anniversary next year and we can do something huge for our life. <laughs> yeah. And like in our minds, cause like, as I'm sure if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I had a planned trip or a, a trip planned for March and a trip planned for April. And my goal was when we got back from April to tr- plan our trip for July. And cause I, I don't know why, like I, I like to plan trips out ahead of time, but like, 
when I kind of know what I'm going to do and have an idea, like, I don't feel like I need to plan that far. So I was just like, when we get back from April, I'll go ahead and sit down and just like map out everything and finish everything for July. And yeah, obviously that didn't happen. And I've had to cancel completely the March and April trips. And thankfully I was refunded for all that. But yeah, it's just wild to think like how little I knew last year when I was like, yeah, we'll just do it big next year. And it's like, nope, we will go nowhere. So it's going to be an interesting anniversary. We've never not gone out for anniversary. Like we've never like not gone to do something. So I don't think we did anything last year. I think last year was kind of like an eh. And so obviously this year will also be an eh at um, home. As you know, <laughs> I am that girl that like watches like those, you know, romantic movies and like Hallmark movies. Like I need, like it has to be like a day and it has to be like romantic. Even if it's like local, like it normally has to be like really, really cute. And it cannot be because I don't want to die. So John was like, yeah, like maybe we should get like, you know, some of our favorite food and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, but we'd still have to go inside. And I just don't <laughs> like I'm not trying to go get it. Like, that's the issue. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. We're going to see. I might have to call up one of my friends who owns a restaurant to be like, can you meet me outside? Because I'm scared and I'm not trying to go in there because people in Florida are just all out and about without masks on and you know I'm like yeah I'm not it's not worth the risk so yeah this will be a uh, an at-home anniversary and our anniversary is on Christmas in July so I was like we should just like pull out some Christmas decorations put on Christmas movies bake Christmas cookies drink hot chocolate and just like celebrate with like Christmas in July and it was so funny because like John like when I brought that up to him he was like well and I looked at him and I said, do you have another plan? <laughs> like, we're in the middle of a pandemic. He's like, no, you're right. You're right. That's good. I can't. But, like, it's so funny because every July, David, for some reason, gets a Christmas carol stuck in his brain. Mm-hmm. And he's not a Christmas person. And every, like, the entirety of me knowing him in what's, July. The, what's the carol this year? Uh, this year, last night, it was like, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. And I was like, if I you don't. too last night. I was like, if you don't, STFU. <laughs> like, I was like, don't start your, your BS. <laughs> I sang that, and I sang Silent Night, and I sang Mary, Did You Know, even though I don't really like that song. But I sang all three of them in the shower last night as I was going oh, to bed. You, you're yeah. problematic. Cancel. <laughs> Cancel. Um, I, like, I, I remember thinking, I was like, I really hope that my neighbors can't hear me because they're probably like, what is wrong with this girl? <laughs> but I was like also practicing because I was like, if I move up north this year, then like I'll probably, I won't go caroling, but I'll sing with my family because some of my family plays instruments. So, you know, I have to like practice and be prepared for the sing-alongs, you know. Mary, did you know though is a problematic song? I just need to say this really quick, because I know someone's gonna be like, "Why doesn't she like that song?" The reason I don't like it is because it's like mansplaining to Mary about like her life and her son. Like, obviously, she does know that her son is the great I am. Like, why would you like? I don't get it. Like, it's just like why would like why would you? It's like if I wrote you a song about who your daughter is. Like, you're like, yeah, I know, I'm the one who was there and I gave birth to her. Like, why are you trying to tell me what happened? So I just don't like it because it's just mansplaining it to her. And I'm like, she already knows. So (laughs) end rant. (laughs) Today's episode is about our favorite topic, COVID-19, but really about safety in the workplace during not only just pandemic, but I feel like this should also be the case when there is any type of 
large illness that's Mm -hmm. going around your office or as a business owner, how to navigate those decisions for yourself. Right now, obviously, it's more practical because we are going through our first baby's first pandemic. So this is where we're kind of applying this. But I think these rules should, going forward, or these these suggestions should be kind of staple. Mm -hmm. So we want to kind of break it down and first talk about, like, teachers in schools. Then we're going to go get into how to stay safe at work if you are an employee. And then we're going to get into how to keep your employees safe. So starting out with teachers and covid and that whole situation, um, obviously, if you've been listening for a while, you know that my husband is a teacher with the public school system, and he works for Orange County uh, Public Schools, which is the second largest district in Florida, and it's a very, very, very large district. So they do some things that are kind of just like different because of the mass amount of students that they have. And then Angelica works with a school quite closely that is a private school here in the celebration area. So she has a hand in education as well. So we kind of have like both sectors between the two of us um, that we have like experience with. Um, So yeah, right now, everything, if you are following what's going on in Florida, everything is kind of a mess for teachers right now. Um, As far as the public school situation, it is kind of changing a day to day district by district. Um, There's talks of obviously going virtual. There's talks of, going partially uh there's talks of trying to do social distancing and then there's talks of just returning as if like nothing happened um and there's really no guarantee like a school will announce that they're doing something and then three hours later say okay we're actually not going to do that so as of right now there's no nothing has been like set in stone but our governor i believe is the only governor i could be wrong but i believe he is the only governor that has demanded and set a mandate that says we have to go to school five days a week so anyone that any school that doesn't comply with his mandate he is threatening to take funding from that school so schools are really like in a really rough place right now when it comes to public schools um angelica will you tell us like a little bit about what um the school is planning like the private school is planning so we can kind of see like how a private school is handling this sort of thing um, yeah, it's, uh, it varies because there are other private schools in the area that when, have, or when um, do they start? Do you like, what, what day do they start? It's TBD the 17th, but that's going to probably get pushed back because of the yeah. many cases that we have. Um, the issue is the cases keep going up and down and like, um, the hospital bed situation. So, um, luckily, most people are a little bit more flexible in that in private school situations, so they kind of understand that things could change at any moment, um, which is nice because I have the ba- the availability to be flexible. That's kind of what I pay for uh, is that ability to kind of flex things a little bit. So that's what tentatively I think the original start date was going to be seventeen. So I think that probably still standing. If not, it's going to get pushed back till after Labor Day. Okay. Um, and it was going to be the 17th prior to COVID. Anyway, like it was going to start a week after the county, which yeah. was supposed to start the 10th. And I think now they're all pushed back to the 28th, 24th, something like that. 24th, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what's happening now is obviously the conversation early on was, options of obviously virtual only or having the option to come in and then one week in one week off and obviously small classroom sizes 
and yeah. as much outdoor learning as possible because the Which school is, is built to be outdoor learning, learning in yeah. the first place. Like it's always been built for that purpose. Um, it's based off of Reggio Emilio learning system. The owners had gone to Reggio Emilio in Italy to kind of look and see how they had, um, they integrate nature with the learning system. So right now it's still, I mean, there's not a lot of firm decision making being made just because feedback from teachers and how they feel safe because a lot of teachers don't live here in town. Like most people who work in our town don't live here because it's expensive AF to live here, yeah. um, especially on teacher salary, even as a private school teacher. It's just, uh, you know, there's a few that I know do live here and the commute would be an issue. And obviously if exposure that they have more control than the older teachers do, but a younger teacher who has, obviously is married or single or lives with their parents. You know what I mean? There's so many mm-hmm. variables. So they just want to be sure the teachers feel safe with the suggestions that every all the staff feel safe. Obviously we have, to, there's a chef in house. There's many people. Um, and I, I think uh, for us, I think we kind of, opted out like hey regardless of if you decide to like stagger only having in-person teaching for first responders priority first I don't mind doing 100% virtual at home because she is a self-sufficient kid and learns well on her own and doesn't really need to be in a classroom that's not what you think about when you have a kid in kindergarten obviously you want to drop them off at the door and do a stupid little thing and be like oh baby's first real school in elementary school but we're in a pandemic like I don't yeah I can't ask for anymore but um obviously people are wearing masks indoors at all times it's really hard to have kids wear masks indoors and even outside um from the that the daycare portion that's open that it's really a uh, small class sizes I think no more than five kids in a class right now and only uh, first responders, so and essential workers. So, just hearing how difficult, obviously, it is for kids to keep masks on, and how hot it gets outside, and having the—I don't know if it's ideal. Obviously, if she were to have to go in, we mask or probably face shield. I think maybe for kids, a face shield is probably a better bet, and then have a mask yeah. as a backup. Like, hey, you Joe mask, just so I think you it's have it. To, like, easily, like sneak off. You know? Yeah. Because um, I just... Or I think they fall less, too. Yeah. For sure. And she worked her... Like, and for all, like, you know, transparency, we walk outside with masks. We never go outside without masks on. Yeah. So we've done our bike rides, our walks, any activity that we do, her, like, social distance play dates where she's six feet apart from her friends, where she can't touch them, can't hug them. She's five and hasn't hugged a friend since March. And she's fine. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, long term, uh, there's going to be sociological and emotional issues from this for everyone because we, it was so unexpected and came up on us so quickly. Yeah. For the the general public, obviously, there are people who are more in the know. So, obviously, uh, yeah, there's probably therapy needed for all the children for having to not hug their grandparents or their friends or their family members for months and weeks at a time. But, I'm doing what I can to prevent spread, especially yeah. since children are more likely to be asymptomatic. That to me is not an excuse to go send them to school. To me, it's more of an excuse to be like, oh, SHIT, kids could just be touching stuff and hugging people and doing stuff and just, you know, almost mur- like, I don't want to murder anyone's grandparents. So, yeah. Being yeah. very um, open and honest and sitting down talking with the, the leadership to admin about what's going to happen. Um, I'm not opposed for her being at home. 
for yeah. the whole school year. Like if you have to, like that's not bad for me. And I, I am in a privileged situation, so I'm going to use my privilege. <laughs> see, see where we can do that. See friends where you can use your privilege to help uh, lessen the danger for other people who don't have that privilege. There are people whose kids are in private school who work 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week that don't have anybody at home to watch their kids and they have to be in before and after care. And I don't have to have that. I would love it. Obviously any working parent would love to have their kid like at school so they can actually GSD, but that's not the reality of the situation. We're in a pandemic. So I'm going to use my empathy like talked about last week. And um, obviously probably be one of the first ones and a couple of my other friends also who are going into the school year this year are probably just kind of keep our kids at home for virtual yeah. Um, 100% of the time, so. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 hard all around. And I think, um, you know, obviously, like, there are options. Not, not obviously, because some places there aren't. But in a lot of places, they're offering options for parents, which is great, uh, which they should. Um, and then a lot of places are not offering those same or any options for teachers, which kind of sucks. Um, so we kind of want to talk about some of the options that teachers – can take to kind of be safer obviously outside like we'll talk about the ones that are that you can do actually at work when we talk about being at work but first we'll just talk about teacher specific stuff and like the first one is like striking or being like if you feel like you're just like you live in a place where there's way too many cases they're not prepping and doing what they need to do to be safe like you can go on strike depending on where you live and how your union works i know that um what some of the unions in florida are already suing desantis um and some individual teachers are suing him so people are definitely speaking out and pushing back so that's definitely something you can do you can also look into private schools like how you said like your your school is you know doing a little bit more stuff like they're still figuring out exactly what they're going to do, but they're obviously putting such a great effort into having different options for those who do feel as if they need to be into the class in the class for whatever their various reasons. Um, They're trying to make those options safer for those kids in a way that, you know, DeSantis is not allowing public schools to have the time to do. Um, So looking into other teaching opportunities, such as private schools, also tutoring, though, I think that we're going to find I've already started talking to a lot of moms like in my DMs and stuff that are just looking for guidance. They're like, hey, I know you've worked in education. I know your husband's teacher. Like, I'm freaking out. And so, you know, I've been suggesting to a lot of people to start learning pods because a lot of these people are working from home right? But they've never worked from home before. So it's a learning curve for them to even do that. You and David have been working from home. So it's like you, you're like, we've already got this. So some of these people are like, they're still trying to figure out how to do that. And then they have a kid at home and they're just like, I can't do this. Um, And so, and maybe they were never like super hands-on when it comes to like classroom stuff or whatever. And everybody's different. So like, that's fine. Um, So I think that it can be helpful if you have a few other parents who you trust, not not a big group of people, but a few other parents who you trust and having days where it's like, okay, Mondays, they're going to go here, Tuesdays here, Wednesday back to here, Thursday here, so on and so forth, that sort of thing. Um, obviously not sending them all over the place. And obviously like, again, you have to do, you have to truly think about it as you are trusting this pod with your life, right? So you have to pick people that would make the same decisions that you would make if you're going to be seeing them. And if your child is going to be seeing them and spending the day with them and learning at their home, you need to make sure that they would be doing things out in the world the same way that you would be doing them as far as safety goes. So, you know, keeping that in mind, but I definitely think that 
teachers will be needed in that sense to like, whether it's tutoring in person or online, um, because sometimes it can be really helpful if a parent has, you know, a meeting or has a a ton of different things that they're doing and they have a tutor scheduled for two o'clock and they know they're going to have that tutor for the hour. Maybe it's for math because the parents just like, that's not their subject. And so they can schedule their meeting for two o'clock because they know that their child is going to be engaged during that time. Right. So I think that tutoring, there's going to be a lot of teachers, teachers that are good at jumping into entrepreneurship and taking that risk. A lot of them are going to clean up with tutoring money because tutoring is hourly. You make like what you make, if not more than what you would make with teaching. And it's, you know, a more controlled environment because you're normally working with like one to three students at a time. So John has done tutoring in the past one-on-one and like three to one. And yeah, it's, it's very good money. Um, And then of course, there's obviously like looking into other career fields, which is, you know, unfortunately, most teachers, like the average rate for someone that becomes a teacher as a, like, I think it's as a second career. Like, so if you've done something else and you become a teacher, most of those people do not last in the teaching career or teaching field over seven years because they're just like, this is too much and I'm not going to do it. So it's already a career field where a lot of people don't stay in it. And then it's already one that a lot of people don't go into it, which is why we just had a raise in um, Florida for new teachers. But the problem is, is that existing teachers are not going to see that money. So they've really bumped up quite a bit what new teachers are making and have not um, distributed funds to, you know, help bump up existing teacher salaries. And what makes that even worse is that there was a three-year period where no teachers, at least in Orange County, but I want to say all of Florida, they didn't get their steps, meaning like the next jump to the pay grade. And they're supposed to get like a new step every year. There was like three years where they just, they're like, we don't have the funding for your steps. So you're just going to keep getting the same salary. And plenty of teachers stayed because they're like, you know, I don't do this for the money. But at a certain point, it's like when these things happen over and over, it's like, okay, especially when you hear that DeSantis is like turning down money for education um, because he just doesn't want it for whatever reason. So yeah, I think that we're going to see a lot well, of- we needed to give Pitbull that money from Visit Orlando that time. It was right. really important that Pitbull got paid by our convention bureau yeah, exactly. to do a tourism spot, which was millions of dollars, which and that money like, did not go into education. We don't need people to A, come here right now, or B, know that Pitbull's from here. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I think that like a lot of people are going to be leaving the career field. I think that there's a lot of people that would have been leaving anyways, but these sort of actions are kind of like pushing people away quickly. And they're just like, I'm going to look for something different. And the thing is, is that teaching is a really hard job. You have to play, you have to like wear a million hats and do a million different things a day. And you have to, you know, really be worried about keeping a group of children alive. You have to be like worried about their mental health, their well-being and their education. You have to think about their home life. There's just so many things that you're juggling. So I think that what we find is that when teachers do leave the field, that not that I'm encouraging people to leave the field because we do need good teachers, but when they do leave the field, they are successful in whatever else they decide to do. You know what I mean? Like teachers mm-hmm. are hard workers. They are very capable. And when they do decide, you know, this is not for me, I think that, you know, nine times out of 10, probably more than that, we see them doing fantastically in whatever positions they choose to be in. So 
you know, Godspeed to all those teachers who are like, I'm done. <laughs> I do not blame you. I'm trying to get my husband out of the classroom too. I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm tired for you. So I'm tired of like your secondhand tiredness. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough career, but teachers are not the only ones going back into the work field right now no. for teachers. It's a little bit different because you are in a classroom with a whole bunch of people that uh, are not adults and are not necessarily going to follow social distancing or wear their mask, etc. And on top of that, if you are a middle school or high school teacher, you're probably seeing over 100 students per day. Um, so there's a lot of issues with that. But there are people that are also going back who work in office settings, um, which I think is safer. I'm just going to say like, I think the best case scenario for me, if I had owned a business that was like a brick and mortar, I would probably try to just keep everyone at home if possible. I think being home is safest, but a lot of people are going back to work and have to go back for various reasons into the building. So we kind of want to talk about how to stay safe if you're heading back into an office situation. Yeah, I don't, you guys, (laughs) here's the thing. I understand not having a choice because most of us don't have the choice. The first thing you want to do, obviously, is wear a mask. If you don't have masks already, like buy a reusable mask, don't just go and invest in the disposable ones because A, they're not eco-friendly. B, they aren't as comfortable and as secure to kind of structure to your face shape. So with some of the reusable ones, you can kind of wear them or sew them or get them sewn where they fit your face shape a little better than just a generic white or blue one that comes out of that mask mm-hmm. box um also make sure you like this is we're gonna like anti this whole conversation in the next part but have your own stuff just in case your office is not prepared because people are saying that they're hiring cleaning cl- crews i've seen some of the cleaning videos that people are putting out which is like great because you post this every day you know what i mean like that's just i don't yeah Sure. Just bring your own wipes. Make sure you have your own hand sanitizer. Um, Try to eat in your car. Like, I don't, like, for lunch, yeah. you don't want to be eating in the break room. And most break rooms are closed in offices. They've stopped using coffee pots. So have your own reusable, reusable coffee mug. Bring your own coffee. Um, It's not... I don't, I just, I'm not understanding the benefit for being in an office, but if you have to try to have as much of your own stuff and try to stay in your own bubble as much as you can in meetings, try to stagger seating. If you're experiencing symptoms, I understand that you could lose your job or you don't have PTO because this is the way America works or you're in a at-will state where they can fire you. Um, Try to stay home because you just, you're spreading something even if it's not covid you just you want to be your best stay home and most offices are actually being more lenient on like letting you stay home most of them not with pay because people are jerks but um at least you know you would have job security versus going into an office and possibly infecting someone and making them ill so yeah and don't be afraid to like speak up and let people know um you know a, like if you just, if, if it is an unsafe situation, so like, You're like a hard, no. Yeah. Like if, if they're asking you to do things that are just truly unsafe, like it's okay to say like, actually, like don't make people gaslight you and act as if the situation isn't happening and this isn't real. Like this is a very real thing that's happening and this is like your life and other people's lives. 
and well-being and health, you know, even if you don't die, like we don't really know what the repercussions of COVID are going to be on the body for like years to come. So viruses tend to pop back up and you have um, flare ups for, you know, God knows how long. So it's not at all unreasonable for you to say, actually, I don't feel like this is a safe meeting space, or actually, I would prefer that everyone in the office wear a mask because we need to be doing that. Like you can enforce those things. Like if you feel like people shouldn't be eating at their desks or whatever, if desks are close together, like whatever it is that you are feeling like go ahead and, and voice those opinions to who you feel like you need to voice them to. Um, whether if, if someone's not listening to you, go over their head, talk to HR, like do whatever you need to do to advocate for your health because it's very serious. Um, so don't feel, make somebody feel as if you shouldn't be speaking up for yourself. Um, and also like, don't be afraid to let someone know, like if you have somebody in your family who has an autoimmune disease, if you have an autoimmune disease, if you just have like some reason to believe that you would be like extra affected, um, let them know because, a lot of times there are policies in place with HR that will allow you to work from home because of those situations. So I do have a friend who has lupus and she was able to, she had to provide some paperwork, but she was able to basically get it cleared that even when they do go back into the office, she will not have to be in the office. Um, so things like that. And then also like, you know, if you like, let's say that you feel comfortable there, but you're kind of like iffy, you know, there's also the possibility of seeing if your black boss will just be like a little more flexible, like, okay, well, can you come in for like four hours instead of the entire day? Like, do you always need to be there all day, every day? Um, Cause again, the less time you're there, the less you're at risk. Um, so maybe it's like, okay, just going in for a few hours, having a few small socially distanced meetings and then going home. Um, so just seeing if like those sort of things are possible, but this is definitely a time to be speaking out, definitely a time to be speaking at people that have similar jobs at other uh, companies, other firms to see if, you know, how they're doing it. Cause that's always a leverage as well for your employers. Like, okay, well at this office, this is what they're doing. So <laughs> we need to be doing more of that. So like, please don't be afraid to speak up because if there was any time to speak up, like this is the time. And also like, don't allow people to have meetings that should have been a zoom or an email. I mean, that's already an issue in general. Like so many meetings should have been an email, but right now more than ever, if a meeting should have been an email, like, no, like you need to know what that meeting is about before you're even going in, not only wasting your time, but possibly risking your life and your well-being. Absolutely. Even not. the Zoom meetings, I'm like, this could be email. Like, don't waste my internet bandwidth to yeah. get together and like hang out and chat. And I get it because a lot of people who are have more longevity in their corporate careers are really feeling you like they're stressed out. They have a lot of like mental health issues dealing with not being at work because work was such a big part of their process and their life and the way things used to be. And so a lot of this going back to work and being in the office is just forcing people to pretend, you know, behave as normal so that they can process what's happening. And I'm not going to fault you for feeling bad or having these, the anxiety or stress about like not looking or feeling busy or having your routine, but not everybody wants to do this, A. Like, not everybody wants to hang out and talk about what. Like, in this, a lot of the Zoom meetings I've been in that were partially people being in an office together or in a room have been, like, pointless. Like, just been pointless. I'm like, what are we doing? You guys literally drove to go hang out together in a room in air conditioning and recycled air to talk about nothing. 
Yeah, like, no. Just because it feels good to hang out with people. And that's literally all it is. Like, a lot of people's social life comes from their work and their jobs. And without seeing physically those people, it's left a hole. And I'm like, we have to figure out something for mental health to help, like, reduce this risk that people are feeling to endanger other people just so they can feel better about, like, being in the office and doing the thing and having the routine. Like, that's not the way it is anymore and like virtual is not bad it's not for everybody and I get it that's why I'm trying to figure out like what's the best solution here because we're just endangering like people in positions of power are now making decisions based on their comfortability Mm. on behalf of people who work for them and to me that's not necessarily the best case I think every person should be met on a case-by-case basis and if you do need to come to office it needs to be at the utmost importance not just to hang out because we used to hang out and work together all the time. Like it's not the same. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not. Um, I think kind of like going into that, we'll talk a little bit about like, if you are owning a business, how to keep your employees safe. And I feel like at the top of that list is like, don't make people have meetings that they don't need to have. Um, because if it doesn't need to be an in-person meeting, like just don't do it. Um, I understand that there's some reasons that some meetings, I guess, would have to be in person. Cannot think of any off the top of my head, to be honest, but I'm sure there are reasons. But it's like, just make sure that it really needs to be in person before you're doing that. And then also, like, if you're going to have an in-person meeting, make sure that it is safe and everyone can be socially distanced. Like, you're providing that space make sure that everyone's going to be wearing a mask and everyone is going to be distanced out so that they have their own area and they don't feel scared. Like the last thing you need to be doing as a business owner in a pandemic is like putting your employees at risk. Like, it's just like, why, like, why would you do that? Why do you want that to be what you're doing during this time? Um, So yeah, definitely be doing that. Definitely be, I think that you should be providing masks and providing sanitizer and you know it's interesting to me is like teachers have to provide sanitizer for their classrooms like all the time at least in Florida I was talking to Michelle Hopewell who we had on and she lives in Edinburgh Scotland and I had mentioned that on like uh my Instagram story and she's like wait y'all buy that like (laughs) you and John buy that for the students and I was like yeah like we've always had to do that like you know and I was like sometimes if he works out of school where you know, the students come from backgrounds where they have a little bit more money, then sometimes he can send out a letter and say, here's our classroom wish list. And sometimes some teacher or some parents will provide, you know, some resources in that sense. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's, if he wants to have tissues and Kleenex in his classroom, that's his responsibility or else kids will have runny noses and not have anything to wipe them with. If he wants kids to have hand sanitizer, that's on him. All of those different things and school supplies to an extent as well. I mean, kids get a school supplies list, but a lot of that school supplies will only last a certain amount of time and you only give them the list at the beginning of the year. And it it still doesn't mean that they'll get everything on it. So it's like, if a kid doesn't have a pencil, that's his problem to solve. If they don't have paper, that's his problem to solve. And that's fine. Like we've done that like that. I mean, it's not fine. Look, it's not fine, but we are in a position where we can buy those things and like, I'm more than happy to buy those for students that don't have it. It's not the student's fault. You know, I do think that our school system here in a, I don't know if it's just like an American thing or if it's just like in Florida, I'm not sure because I've only ever been involved in school districts here, but I think it's trash. I think that they should be like helping supply supplies for teachers, 
But in addition to that, it's like with this whole pandemic, my question is sometimes it's hard to get sanitizer wipes, like those sort of things at the store. So I'm wondering like, how are they going to expect people a like teachers to get it for their classrooms or also like employees to get it to come into work? So like, I think that if you have like an employee at work, especially if they like work in a situation where they're like a receptionist or something, and they're going to need to be speaking to people throughout the day and people are going to be like coming up to their desk throughout the day, like you need to provide them with sanitizer. Like they should not be responsible for having to keep like having sanitizer on board. If you can't provide sanitizer, then like you probably don't need your business to be open. Yeah, I think that's my, uh, like, I just don't, I mean, hospitals would be closing because they can provide PPE, but here we go. (laughs) There's so much. What a mess America is. There's, like, such a fine line in in the education, because I've only been to private school, my kids only been in private school, disclosure. Um, Obviously, it's your responsibility to provide the things that you have to provide for the classroom, so the parents do typically provide, like, the sanitizer in the Kleenex and the whatever then obviously the kids own supplies that usually are like dispersed around the classroom so um typically mm-hmm. sometimes they're just yourself and they're your own I'm sure this year that's probably be the case it's like it's just yours you yeah like, that would be like but, so a lot of times like a teacher will get like the sanitizer and Kleenex and stockpile that from everyone quote unquote but like not every kid will bring it yeah and like you know for like crayons and stuff like I remember like my mom got me like the big like fancy like I don't know how many like 64 pack or whatever the little sharpener in the back and I remember she told me she's like if somebody else doesn't have crayons like you have a lot of crayons so make sure that you share your crayons with like other people and I was like let trying to let people see my boxes I was like look at this honey and so I was just like I would announce like anybody needs to use some crayons you can come sit by me because your girl got all the crayons and my crayons look good and I got a sharpener so I was happy to share and ready to share but like yeah, it's, you know, a lot of times kids come in and they don't have those resources. And, and when it's something like a pencil, it's like, yeah, you can borrow from peers, but I think that you kind of get tired of like every day having to be like, Hey, can you know, so John keeps like literally like 60 pencils on his desk at all times and about like 30 pens and kids know that they can just come and take them. And then he keeps um, a tray of paper, like on another, uh, table in his room and kids can just I'm like looking at my office right now and I feel like John and I have the same yeah he doesn't (laughs) want it to be like a thing where they have to like raise their hand and like say like oh I don't have you know what I mean like he doesn't want that so he's just like if you need it you just go get it like you don't need to like talk to me about it like if you need a pencil you get a pencil if you need paper you go to the paper thing you get paper like we don't need to like talk about it like it's there for you and that's that and we we buy them by (laughs) We buy a lot. We uh, to this day, I in my home there is so much paper clips, pencils, and paper. I feel like we'll never run out of those things. We have so much. We just keep anytime there's a sale, I just stock up on it. Yep, same. Yeah. I mean, like hard same. I feel like I'm a teacher, <laughs> which is why I feel like um schooling at home wasn't a huge yeah, issue. Like, why do you have so many pencils, girl? <laughs> I don't. Well, you bought pencils way before you had a child, and like now it's the only time that we. I mean, you, some of it's for sketching, obviously. Yeah, you do sketch a lot. Like, I don't um, have a lot of But I, didn't, I, I have a lot don't need as many pencils as I have. It's, I have an embarrassing amount. You, and I probably have, like, as far as colored pencils, I probably have, like, eight different types of packs. Pens, I definitely have, like, more than 50 different types of pens, even though I only want to use one type of pen. 
Um, I have a pen and a notebook problem, which if you've been to my house, you know, um, but I don't do pencils a lot. I don't really know why. I just like the way that pens write. Um, and I don't sketch a lot because I know that it's just going to be trash whether I sketch it or not. So I just go for it. <laughs> like that's, I'm just being real. Like if I sketch it out, it's still, it, like it's it's still going to be trash. So I'm just like, you know what? I'll just I'll just draw the thing and it'll not look great. And that's fine. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that places need to be providing masks, providing whatever. Like one thing I guess like Disney is doing is like, which is obviously like a very different environment than an office. But I guess for the people that have to be in close proximity to guests where it's like you cannot social distance from them, they're providing um, the like visor barrier things. Why can't I think of the name yeah. of them? Face shield. Face shield. There we go. I don't know why I could not get there. Um, but yeah, they're providing face shields for people in those situations. So they wear a mask and a face shield. Um, so yeah, I think that that is definitely like if you do have somebody that is in reception or something like that, I think that giving them a face shield is probably going to be a good call. True. Um, yeah, I think um, as an employer, you want to A, think about if you need to be open, which you may need to, you may have a business where people need to come in and get supplies, depending on what they do. Like our AC is broken down. I'm sure if this person worked for a, a larger box AC repair company, they would have to go in often to go get supplies and re-up on what they need to do. So I'm not going to shame you for having your office open for your employees to come in and get the things they need or work where they need to. Cause there are some employees, there are people who don't have computers at home that don't have internet. Yep. And so obviously they need to have access to the things they need to do to get their jobs done, which is 100% understandable. But if you are an employee who understands that you have these needs, be prepared to provide those things that we talked about. Bring that sanitizer, invest in that cleaning crew that does deep cleaning. Have a protocol in place for when somebody does test positive or someone near them test positive because there's a lot of places who reopened in Orlando so quickly and they didn't have these um, mm. like operating standards in place. And so then these things were happening where people were like, well, my roommate's sister tested positive and they went to eat breakfast the other day. Do you still want me to come in? You know what I mean? Like there yeah. wasn't a, a all case study like situation. So you need to kind of assume what to do in all of these situations. And of course you're not going to have all the answers, but sit and talk to your peers in your industry, see what they're doing, see what the bigger box people, the larger corporations are doing, try to take some cues from them in other states that have lower rates or other countries even Instead of looking for where you are, if you are in a hot spot, I think there are, what, 31 states right now that are, like, not doing great. I think yeah. there's, like, a top, like, nine or something, but there's 31 total that's kind of like a, you could do better situation. Yeah. So you know kind of look at those states. <laughs> We're number one. Yeah. Um, so look at states and countries been, that are in your people who are in your industry and what they're doing and learn from them and sit down and talk with, try to pay a consultant. I'm sure there are COVID consultants at this point. We're at a point where we need those people to come in and kind of help COVIDize your business, try to tell you what you need, if you need gloves, if you need face shields, if you need masks, how much you need to invest in that. Um, make sure your employees feel safe. Reassure them that if they do not feel well, you will take care of them. Like yes. go home, go lay down, have that, quarantine time try to provide a situation where if they do they feel okay and they do want to work try to get them a lap and figure out what you can do to help make your employees feel at ease and also take care of yourself mm -hmm. sit down go to therapy like i feel like this is going to be my like go-to for 
I mean, that's usually our go-to for everything, but especially in this pandemic that people need to really invest in their mental health because no one is okay. Like no yeah. one person is feeling Literally, good about if you can get any to therapy, of it. if you have insurance and you can get to therapy or if you can afford therapy, every single person should go. And if you feel like you're fine, go anyways because then maybe you're going to get more skills that are going to help the next person deal who maybe they don't have the funds or the resources to get to therapy. So just like get to therapy, pay for somebody else to go there. I don't know. Just therapy, 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 therapy all over. Like just spread it out, like cover the world in therapy, please. Like it's just, yeah, that is, I mean, if, you know, if I were in charge, that would probably be the thing that would happening right now is that everybody would go like have three free therapy like at least like five free sessions. I think that that's, you know, in some ways almost as important as a stipend, which not that they're trying to give us another one of those, but like that would be something that's just like highly important to me because I just think that it's, you know, everyone is going through it. Like everyone's going through it in different ways, but everyone's going through it. And even if you see somebody that is like not doing the things that they should probably be doing and they're going out and about and stuff like that, they're probably going through it too. You know, I know that it's, like, really easy for us to get mad at each other right now, um, the way that we're all handling things differently. And I'm not saying that I don't side-eye people, because I certainly do. But at the same time, like, it doesn't matter if someone's out and about. That doesn't mean that they're not going through it as well. So, like, everyone is – this whole year is just trash. So, like, the best part of the year has been murder hornets. (laughs) that's been the highlight (laughs) you know what I mean like I I mean I don't know like because they just seem to come and go real quick so I was like okay well at least they didn't like stay very long so that was probably the best part or that sand thing oh yeah that my mom walked outside and lived in um (laughs) so yeah um on the topic of therapy um try to reach out to some online therapy providers and see if you can get a corporate rate for your company maybe you can offer that to your employees as an option. Like, Hey guys, we're all going through it. It's very stressful. Maybe you can get into talk space or some of the other ones to work on one-on-one, obviously try to research the names of, um, what do they, they call Like, a, I know it's not flex pay, but you know what I mean? Like the yeah. therapist to, um, sliding scale therapist yeah, scale, yeah. in your area that maybe you can also offer up to your employees. Try to send out communication, try to be as transparent as possible. I think that's been the issue that there's not a lot of transparency in some organizations. And so employees are feeling really left out of what's happening or very confused as to why decisions are being made. I understand as a business owner, you can't disclose everything, but try to be as transparent as possible without creating fear and panic. And again, just take care of yourself. Like if you have an employee that passes away, try to take care of that family. Like there's so many things you just need to have empathy built in, take care of your employees if they're affected by someone who, may lose in your company there's just so much happening right now so quickly and that it's important to give yourself grace and give your employees grace people are not working at the same rate that they were working before so also just know that work like output is going to be varying across the scale for certain people like it's going to be on point for some people it's going to be real slow for some people it's going to be like maybe uptick or some people because maybe working is a coping mechanism hello i'm talking about myself Mm -hmm. so just 
be able to kind of like assess your workloads across your employees and try to like switch things around if you need to, try to divide work amongst people, maybe give some people some time to work on some other things that may be like not as pressing, but still need to get done. So some of that recurring like invoicing or like mailing or any of that shipping stuff that maybe one of your employees is really struggling to be a conceptualizer right now in their situation, switch them to that brain off activity because mm-hmm. all that stuff needs to get done. And most of the time you don't have a time to do it yourself, especially if you're a small business owner with two, three or five, two, two, like five or less employees. So you can definitely switch your workloads around. If you are working with contractors, just make sure you're reaching out to them and make sure your calendaring is as, um, prompt and your communication is as prompt as it could be because this is not the time to like be bad at paying your contractors missing checks like sending out checks they don't get there try to switch everything to virtual online payment processing if possible if you have contractors or working employees try not to have paper checks we're trying to get away from all paperwork right now so try to invest in as much virtual uh, communication and uh, payment processing, processing as you can because I don't want to take my, I'm not going to bank. Like, I'm not going to scan a check on my phone. Like, I don't want your dirty paper check. Like, I just want to get things, my money in my in, in, my, in my place where it needs to be. So just, we're all learning. I do want people to understand that it is frustrating. Like you said, we all side-eyed somebody who made some off-the-wall comment or did some dumb for some on Facebook. Like, we're all learning. And I think this is such yeah. a good time for our podcast to be able to kind of talk this through and what our experiences are and what our experiences of our friends and our family members and our clients are so that we can take that knowledge and kind of share it with you guys. So I know everybody kind of has their own perspective. So we're trying to share as many perspectives as we can while also giving the tips based on the things that we learned. Obviously, we're not doctors. We did not go to medical school. It's not, not medical advice. Yeah, that's why I'm like at the end of the day, that's like my advice is always going to be stay home before anything else because I do not know, we do not know for sure, um, you know, what can happen. So we're just like, stay home if you can stay home for sure. But we understand that we're very, very, very lucky. And that's something that my brothers and I have talked about so many times during this thing is that like me and my brothers all have jobs that are 100% based at home. Um, so if we had to be in a situation because we're one of those families, like we have separate money, but we're also like, I got you, you know what I'm saying? Um, so if we had to be in a situation where like my mom would just like not be able to work anymore, like we didn't feel comfortable with John going back at all. Like Matt couldn't work anymore. Like we know that we would be fine as a family unit. You know what I mean? Um, because no matter what, like Alex and Ben and I have been working from home for like, ever like we've never like had like traditional like jobs where you go to a place um so again like I've definitely had to pivot more but it's still been very doable um so we're just very very lucky we realize that we're lucky to be able to work at home and that we get some options that other people don't get but at the same time like like you said like you're privileged so you're trying to use that privilege to slow down the curve and to not spread more and it's like it sucks too, just because you can stay home. It's it, even if you're introverted, doesn't mean that you want to be home all the time. Like, sure don't. <laughs> I wanna people, like, I want to hug you. I want to hug your daughter. You know what I mean? Like, I want to go to your beautiful home that you literally just moved into shortly before this all happened, and we haven't really got to spend time in. Like, I want to do these things, and it's like, 
I keep baking things, and I'm like, I want people to come over and eat this right now. Like, yeah. these cinnamon rolls that I made the other day. I'm like, this would be perfect for you guys to come over and, like, eat them and, like, figure out, like, how to get rid of this food that I keep making and experimenting on. So that's also something I'm going to miss is being able to call my friends and be like, come over and grab a bunch of baked goods and, like, come hang out and chat and let's have coffee and talk about it. Other than yeah. me, like, having to go drop it off and, like, sad wave from the sidewalk. Yeah, like, exactly. I just miss you. Or hold my best friend's baby, which I have not done oh, since yeah. March. Yeah. And, and that, so I think, right now so is, like, quickly. my big one. Yeah. Yeah. So big so quickly. So it's, like, that's, I mean, I feel that same way about, like, our three, especially Jameson, because he looks so different all the time. We've only seen them twice during all of this. Um, so it's just, like, yeah, it's, it's, I'm so introverted. Like, most days I am more than happy being at home only seeing John texting like two to three people and being like, and posting like one thing on the internet and being like, great, I'm done. This was a good day. <laughs> this was like, a good social day. Do, yeah. When you do that all the time, like I can normally have one day a week where I'm social and out and about. And then that's enough for me, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like, at, like this has been so many months now that it is, it is like a lot on my mental health. Like I do wonder, you know, I don't know what I'm going to be like when this is over. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be like, you know, wanting to be home all the time and be like slightly agoraphobic. I don't know if I'm going to be like more anxious in public. I'm like, I'm not really sure. Um, So I've just been trying to like drive to the grocery store and like that way I just have somewhere to go. So there's some sort of like quote unquote normalcy um, in my life. And then we just try to go to like parks once in a while, not theme parks. I'm not there yet. (laughs) Not theme parks, but green space parks. Um, because it is, it's just really hard to not see people to not do things. So I think it's just hard on everyone. And then outside of just that, just like, obviously the collective grief of having lost so many people. And I think that a lot of us, because we're still in it at the moment and we're still being so like, we got to be safe. We got to figure out life. You know, a lot of people have not even really wrapped their head around the amount of people that we've lost in this country, in the world, like in our state, even specifically, like there's just been such a large amount of loss. And I think that, you know, obviously individual people who have lost people personally are going to be, you know, going through this for a long time. And then just even like, just knowing that other people lost people and are going through that grief is just hard. It just reminds me of like when nine 11 happened, it's like, we were all sad, even if we didn't. Yeah. Know no, I feel like I have the same feeling yeah. Not everyone does apparently, but and, and everyone we have had friends a story people, about like, so. how something happened. Like, so for me that day, I remember I was in ninth grade during 9-11. And I remember being afraid because, like, I had family members that would occasionally, not all the time, not all the time at all, but occasionally work in those buildings. And I was like, oh, I don't think anyone in my family's in that building at the time. Like, they shouldn't be. But, like, I hope they're not. And then, like, I was able to find out really quickly, like, no, no one's in town for that. So I was like, okay, I'm good. But it's like, I, because we live in Florida and Florida is full of New Yorkers, everyone was out in the hallway calling family members and, you know, that sort of thing. And then John actually had one of his professors at UCF was supposed to be, her brother was supposed to be the pilot and he got sick and, and called out. And so he ended up not being the pilot. So it's like those sort of stories, like, you know, we tell those stories forever. Like we're connected to that moment forever. And that's what this is going to be times a billion. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be, you know, a rough way forward, but I think that it's just important to remember that you have options like to speak up for yourself, to speak out, to like help others as much as you can. If you're an employer, 
this is a time to really, you know, step up for your employees and be a guiding light and do what you can do. And don't be afraid to ask other employers or ask, you know, friends and family for like help and for guidance because everyone is just figuring out. So if you're like, oh my God, I own a business and I don't know how to keep my employees safe and I don't know what I'm doing. That's okay. This is brand new. No one really knows what they're doing. Just make sure that you're doing something. Just make sure you're trying and just make sure that you're continually getting information, trying to make the best decisions for everyone's health and safety. So, yeah, um, I guess the only other like announcement I have is that when paper, if you follow me on Instagram and like do the things by Friday <laughs> and then also Saturday. Yes, you were right. Yeah. I am doing a conference. You weren't even going to say it. <laughs> That's what I thought. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about it because it's. Oh yeah, Saturday the freelancers conference is happening, and tickets are still for sale. So I think they're going to so close out the day before. I did actually have a question about free. the yes. conference. Is it going to be recorded? I think so. So it's using a platform called Hopin. So if anybody's a Hopin expert, and a lot of events are now being moved to it because it's cool because we did test it out on the weekend. I don't know if it's going to be. I think it will be recorded. I'm pretty sure it's recorded. I don't know if you benefit from it being recorded, but it will be. Um, uh, yeah, because my slide, like my talks are always very like, because it's a workshop and that's what the way it was presented to me. So it's always very uh, learning heavy. Like I'm a, like I'm a teacher, like I like to teach. Yeah. And so um, I'm slide heavy. I'm resource heavy. Most of the things that I'm going to talk about, you already know about. Um, I know you, you talked about a friend, maybe that I will ask, I will reach out and see. If it's recorded, if not, I will send her the slides because I feel like 90% of it she could just do on her own because links are clickable. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the information is just uh, a vivid. So I will see what it is and if it's recorded. But if you, yeah, um, just try to get on. I know that I'm speaking yeah, at the same time as some other else. I think it would yeah. be really cool also if it is to like maybe we'll put up a link or even this week, we could add it to or whatever. Um, yeah, if it is recorded, I don't know if it's like they could possibly. Yeah, if, if it's being recorded, because I know a lot of like conferences are now kind of being recorded, considering somebody's yeah. online now. So, well, I think the issue is a lot of them now because they are online are trying to um, archive them and then put them in a library somewhere so that you can pay oh, us see them. So that, I know that's what um, yeah. Lesbians Protected. And I know that's what, um, which one did I, I did? Word Sesh. Okay. With, yeah, so those were two that I've done that were live and were recorded. And I think they were available to like the people who registered really quickly, but then yeah. uh, very quickly went to an archive where you would have to pay to see them. And the pay is not expensive at all, but yeah, I don't know what this, because this is the first time they've done this. It's the first time they've done any event. So this is kind of like a testing the water situation. Um, I know like um, the Pachakshan talks are all on YouTube. So any of those have been on YouTube. And I think this one specifically because of the platform it's in, I think they're going to either archive it and put it up somewhere behind probably the paywall. But yeah, if you um, haven't checked it out yet, we I uh, obviously it's on your Instagram. I shared it on my story. Freelancersconference.com. Freelancersconference. And it's this weekend and it's 25th and 26th, but you're speaking on the 25th. Yes, I'm speaking. Two o'clock on the 25th. Um, so pop into my sesh. There are other sessions happening at all time. 
So if I'm boring, go somewhere else. (laughs) If I'm boring, go hang out with Whitney. If Whitney doesn't work, then go hang out with somebody else because me and Whitney are speaking at the same time. Shout out Um, to um, Katie Katie Johnston is going to be there. And she's She's a keynote. She is at 6 p.m. Yeah, she's, so she's a keynote, so she's going to be at the end. This is great. It's fostering community connection from a distance during COVID-19. So kind of like the community version of what we just talked about today. And we, yeah. did, we did touch base with her on that, um, like with our podcast, but she's going like real deep into that. So, And she's so yes. great at community. She's like literally like the queen of community here. So that's going to be a good chat too. And Diane Diaz is also doing a talk on Saturday, Sunday as well. And she's amazing. I've met her first. I feel like we talked about a little bit about how like, I kind of like, you can throw a stone and somebody knows somebody who knows somebody in Orlando. That's how I feel about these conferences and these events that are Orlando specific. I'm like, oh yeah, I know that person or I know that person. And I recommend going to do this one. So if you need any recommendations on which talks that I would pop into or which ones I'm going to pop into, just shoot me a little message on IG, Studio 4 for Design or Studio 4 Paper. I'm on both of them. And I'll like get back to you. You can email me at the podcast email. So And remember that these conferences yeah. are a great option if, like me, you are very introverted and you don't do well with like big conferences. This is our time, baby. This is our time to get in there and get in these virtual conferences because we can do it in our sweatpants and we don't have to like actually be around people so like you know there is an option for the camera to be on (laughs) which is like i went to one in april that because there was a conference that was it was a activism conference and it was scheduled for like early april and then everything happened they're like what do we do so they quickly moved it to an online platform and i wasn't going to go to it originally and when they moved it to online and they made it cheaper i was like i'm gonna go and it was fantastic like i absolutely loved it and i didn't have to like like there were times where I could, you know, put myself in there and chat more, but then there was, I didn't have to do that. So I didn't feel like that pressure. So it's so great for introverts. Please check it out. Yeah, for sure. And um, there'll be more events. I think Blogger just released tickets for their virtual event. There's so many that are happening. So um, as they come one, up. I know that we had talked about doing events this year. This is going to be the year that we were like, oh, well, let's do some events. We, can drop we by we, you mean you. <laughs> don't no, you don't drag me down with you. You wanted to do events this year too, remember? You were like, yeah. I know. I was going to go back, but I, I, I like took a year off. I've been, no, been no, in the game. No, 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 I mean, we were going to do them for, we were going to do live Oh, podcasts. yeah. Yeah, because we had talked about doing some live mm-hmm. podcasts and we were talking about like, cities that we've been to that, that was love. true we wanted to do like a we're little coffee shop meetup. Yeah. you guys COVID's killed everything yeah, we talked about philly we talked about doing new york like places where we already have a good client base that we knew or not client base, oh right? man i really we wanted to sit in a saxby's but maybe we'll do something virtual since we can't do that and that will be cool too because then we'll have all the different people from all over coming together so We'll definitely look into that because I, I like again. I need to see people, even if it's through my computer screen, which is surprising because I normally don't need to see people. So, all right, guys. Well, thank you for coming back in another episode, and uh, stay safe. Wear your mask, wash your hands, sanitize often. Like see people, but from a distance. Like give air hugs, air kiss all the babies like I do. Yeah, and uh, we will see you next week. All right, we'll see you guys next week. We love you. Bye. Yay, that's a good topic. My mouse has died and it's still recording.